so excited you're along for the rise. Here at Rising, we talk all things manifestation, life purpose, and more. Join me in today's episode as we rise together. Wondering what the happiest app in the world is? Insight Timer ranks the number one free meditation app. With hundreds of thousands of short guided meditations led by the top mindfulness experts in the world, Insight Timer offers ambient sounds and music tracks, guiding one from sleeping deeply to cultivating better relationships and more. It also offers the world's most popular meditation timer, along with your favorite teachers to guide you in the process. Embark on your mindfulness journey today with Insight Timer. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rising. It is your host, Nista Dubey. I am here today with Alicia Gupta, who is a rising sophomore at UT Austin. She's also the podcast manager of What Cause Inspires You, as well as the marketing head at Humanity Rising. Alicia, thanks so much for making the time to be here today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Um, You know, we've been chatting so much, so I'm glad we're finally (laughs) able to collaborate. Uh, Super excited for our audiences to hear what we have to say today. Yeah, I know. I feel like we connected months ago. I think it was in a clubhouse room. And I remember recognizing you from TikTok. And then I remember you DMing me and like us talking about that potential collab for I think, I don't know, it feels like months now. So I'm just glad we're here now. And yeah, I definitely like kind of want to dive into like what you've been up to recently. I know you've been doing some some summer trips here and there and you were just telling me off air about um, the internship. So I'm just curious about starting off with that. Like how has the summer been for you so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, summer came off to kind of a crazy start. I think right when my school ended, I got notified by NBC that the, my podcast series, What Cause Inspires You?, actually won a 30k grant from their project innovation division and so I was flown out thank you (laughs) I was flown out to Chicago kind of right when my finals ended um for that interview so that's been really crazy because it's also been a really great I guess push or motivation for me to you know buckle down this summer and really figure out ways to expand the podcast more than already is and put that money to good use for our students. So that's definitely been a big project on my mind this summer. Um, But I am also interning, like you mentioned, so you're full-time kind of student looking in that recruiting process. Um, And right now I'm working at Sorensen VC firm, specifically focusing on impact investing um, for different mandates, but really getting money to ventures and startups um, that have that direct need for underrepresented communities. That's awesome. Yeah, it seems like you have so much under your belt. But first of all, that's amazing with the podcast. I remember seeing you getting flown out and having that interview. And it was like really surreal for me to see that. So talk to me about like walk me through the emotions that you felt when you first got, I don't know if it was that phone call or that email, like what was that like? And tell us about that experience when you were actually flown out and and interviewing, because I'm sure it was a lot of emotions at once, but. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, within, um, you know, Humanity Rising, which is where I'm employed, is how I actually started my podcast, What Cause Inspires You. So I report to, you know, the CEO and CLO of Humanity Rising, and I work really closely with them as the marketing head, which means that, you know, it really is a team effort. So my CEO, Debbie, actually called me up and 
I guess portrayed the news um, in kind of a weird way because she was like, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know if you can fly out to Chicago. And I was like, Debbie, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, like, I don't know why you'd want me all of a sudden to come out to Chicago. And she was like, oh, like NBC wants you to talk because we won a 30K grant for your podcast series, What Cause Inspires You. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on this series for a little over a year now, um, which, which has just been so surreal because it did start in the midst of a pandemic. And kind of when we hit this big milestone was when things started opening up again. So it felt like it came, you know, full circle. And I was like, able to actually go fly to Chicago, my first flight other than going to college in like a year and a half. Um, and I actually went all by myself. So I have been abroad wow. before. Um, for a few study abroads, but you know, you're staying with the program. There's people kind of looking after you. I was staying mm -hmm. at a hostel. This was kind of my first time, you know, going to a big city all alone, Ubering to a hotel, checking in. So a lot of emotions with that combined with the fact that I'm going to be talking to professionals in a couple of hours. I took a red eye flight there. I think I was the youngest person who won our any award for project innovation so one of wow. the youngest leaders there um so a bunch of a bunch of feelings just about you know finally kind of reaching that point where i saw myself a year ago but also not knowing i could get there or that imposter syndrome kicking in or just a lot of like where do i go now what do i do now like now that i've been privileged with this money how can i put it to good use so pressure, mm -hmm. excitement, like a whole flood of emotions, but I would 100% do it again. And actually a little sneak peek for your audiences. I mm -hmm. am doing it again. NBC has called me back for a second interview. So I'll be flying out next week. Um, once again to crazy. Chicago. <laughs> oh my gosh, congrats. I'm so glad to hear how it is working out for you. And like when you mentioned it came full circle and you've been doing this a little over a year, I'm like, wow, you know, like that's how much it's, it's expanded and that's how much impact you've created. Like this is amazing. And for you to be the youngest person there, I can't imagine what that feels like emotionally, but um, that is a huge, huge milestone. And it definitely makes me interested in asking you, like, what is it that initially propelled you to start your series? Um, of the podcast, because you said it's been a little over a year during the pandemic. So just curious about kind of what, you know, got you to hit record and, and put out that first episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I mentioned, it was kind of at the peak of the pandemic. So I was, you know, just graduating from high school. Uh, high school was a really weird experience for me. It wasn't like the movies. Um, it wasn't what I had pictured for myself socially. Um, I went to a predominantly Caucasian school because I went to a private Catholic school. And so there was a lot of social obstacles I faced. And one of them was um, a lot of cyberbullying. And all throughout high school, I kind of just bottled it in. I wasn't too open to talking about it. I didn't think I could because I'd have to face these people the next day at school. Um, and that thought process of people talking about me just intimidated me a lot. But, you know, when we were in the sanctuary that are our homes, um, I, I felt the courage to be able to actually speak on issues that I had wanted to speak on for a really long time. And that's kind of what sat me down and put together this informal presentation slash storyline about my experience with cyberbullying 
and signs I think we can detect to help our peers overcome the same injustice, but also as a community, notice it and stand up and be upstanders for everyone. And so that, you know, May, I sat down, I recorded that podcast, got really good feedback and support from all of my friends and family members. And from there, I was like, there's so many other students that have stories. And whether they're like me and just needed that initial push to speak out about it, or whether they've been meeting to speak out and just haven't found the right platform, I want to provide that to them. I want to amplify their voices in any way possible. And so I stopped it for two weeks. I sat down. I'm a big organization person. So I love, you know, kind of figuring out the streamline, the strategy, the flow, um, set that all up and then opened applications. And we actually got an influx of them. We were in the, in the next like three weeks, we were booked like five months out with students wow. coming every single Wednesday just to talk about, you know, the service that they're doing in their communities or a passion that they had and they wanted to expand, but really needed all of their community members to pitch into um, and just a platform for students to voice what they're doing and how any, anyone can help them in what they're doing in a social impact lens. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of how it started. It's been going pretty good since then, I would say. We have students coming every single Wednesday for our student series. And um, we're actually booked all the way until March of 2022. And we have expanded to a professional series in which I host, um, where professionals, specifically social entrepreneurship CEOs and C-suite professionals and executives come in and give advice to students about their own social impact journeys. And then we also have started a scholarship division because you know how difficult difficult it is for students of you know how young they are to gain that monetary support that they need to expand the movements that they're working towards. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm blown away hearing you talk because I think there's, you know, I've like looked through your podcast and I feel like there's just so many crucial topics that um aren't spoken about enough I mean we've had cyberbullying trainings in schools growing up but then you get to college and it's kind of just like it all goes under the rug and you don't really hear about it again um but it's still really prevalent and I think that there's a component of um healing that isn't talked about when it comes to addressing a lot of these topics you know like it's it's very easy to hand out penalties or consequences for wrongdoings but I think that in terms of addressing the root cause there's still a major gap in society whether that's in education systems or that's in medical institutions so for you to be taking a stand on that as a college student your freshman year when I feel like cyberbullying may be not as emphasized in school settings is is really crucial because it's still there it's still prevalent you have these student organizations, you hear people gossiping all the time, you hear the drama that goes on. So it's still there. And um, I think it's a matter of allowing people to even go inwards and guide them inwards and ask like, well, what part of you are you projecting onto people or what, you know, unhealed part of yourself are you kind of unleashing in this scenario? So um, I'm, I'm really glad that you're kind of bringing that awareness and that attention 
to the college community along with the other topics and along with allowing students to feel financially taken care of when they are starting these movements. I think your story is a great testament to that too. So I'm interested now that you've done it, now that it's been a year of this and you're about to be a sophomore, how has that been in terms of really balancing your social life in terms of balancing your academic life? And then also on the side, having your podcast and your platform, what challenges have kind of come up for you since you have started putting your voice out there? Yeah, for sure. There's like a couple of things that I definitely want to hit on um, that you mentioned previously as well. You know, when you say that we're bringing awareness to the college um, domain, it's not only that, right? Like bullying has been happening for such a long period of time and has been swept under the rug as this fake injustice. But it is just that. It is injustice for not only the middle schoolers that go through it, it carries on to high school, college, and even in the workforce. We interviewed a lot of employees and they say, yeah, we face the same amount of bullying as we did in middle school. And I think that just goes to show that, you know, the stats aren't really getting better. And I think that's that's because there isn't an open discussion or there wasn't yet about cyberbullying and the rise of this online form of bullying. And so with the pandemic, with a lot of things shifting online, bullying for students ages, I want to say it was around 18 to 21 or 25, increased from 33% to 70%. And that's crazy. That's like, seven out of 10 kids in a room have been badly cyberbullied and it's affected their mental health in some way or another. And bullying is a second leading cause of suicide as well. And so if we think about that statistic as a whole, I just felt the need and like the prominence of this issue, not only in my life, but in the lives of so many like directly around me that it needed to be talked about. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that being said, not everyone heals the same way either, right? So for me, my healing process was really talking the issue out. I, I was done being afraid. I was done, you know, bottling up my emotions to the point where it was affecting me negatively and my outlet was speaking. But if we're talking about obstacles I faced, it was definitely doubt. There was a lot of imposter syndrome and doubt. There was also a lot of friendship, relationship struggles in the sense that you know, when you're an 18-year-old activist, you're not going to have everyone on your side. You're not going to have everyone saying, hey, you're the cool girl, whatever the definition of cool was. You know, there was still that doubt that like, is this going to bring me more bullying? Is me not essentially calling people out, but sharing stories that people might have seen me go through, is that going to cause more commotion than it is going to do good? And that was a really big fear for me in the very beginning when I was first releasing my story. But I think what I've learned from there is that you're going to be helping more people than you're hurting in the sense that even if a couple of people heard my story and then were able to seek help in whatever issue that they were facing, um, whether it be cyberbullying or not, then that's already doing more good than any negative impact that I could have faced. And when you are able to kind of put yourself out there in the open, then you're building this community, you're building this network of people who are all able to then support each other. So what I realized afterwards is any bullying that I faced since then, any other injustice that has come my way or that 
could have potentially had the impact of really harming me um, has been kind of mitigated just because I found myself in this really great supportive community of people who are willing to hear my story, of people who are willing to, you know, heal through resources, heal through giving other people, you know, the necessities that they need, just listening. Um, so I think when it comes to a healing process, it really is a network effort because everyone heals differently, but everyone has the capability of helping each other heal. And I think that's what's so beautiful about speaking about, um, you know, social justice as a whole. Uh, in terms of, you know, sophomore year, where it's going from from here, you know, what, what I'm planning on doing with the podcast, um, it's, I, I, de I definitely hit a point where I was at a plateau and I was a little confused. You know, I was thinking about, I can keep expanding it, bringing more students in, bringing more professionals in, you know, fundraising more money, but that's not really getting at that network I was talking about before. And so coming forward, I re-strategized a bit. I took a step back and I said, now that we have the people coming into the What Cause Inspires You movement, how can we really connect them to each other? More than just talking to the hosts and the people behind the scenes, we want them to inspire each other. We want them to be change makers for their community. And so one of the things we're working towards right now is having causes of the month where it's a group of students, professionals, and sponsors all coming together to celebrate a specific cause of the month and build that network. And then they're gonna be the ones hosting and training the others for the next cause of the month. Um, that's one really big path of expansion. The second thing that we wanna to work towards is we wanna be more than just a social impact hub. While that's been really great thus far, we want students to also feel that social impact can have a professional sense in their life. Um, we were talking about obstacles before. Another obstacle is that people don't take social impact um, seriously. They don't think that it's a profitable um, career path. They don't think that it mm -hmm. measures in kind of that typical definition of success. And so one thing that we're doing is implementing, like we're training hosts to take over our student series and have a cohort of hosts. We're training students to teach webinars on cyberbullying and start um, a chapter that I started called Behind the Screen, but actually start that for themselves and teach other students how to start those chapters. So we wanna give them tangible skills to say, hey, you're a part of this network, but you can go inspire others and still make some sort of profession or career out of it. I think the biggest thing I took away from that last part, because there's so many parts of that that I do wanna to touch on, <laughs> but um, it seems like you are continuously working on iterations and on expansion and on community um all at once with this podcast which i love because i think that even though it's been over a year and you've hit these huge milestones and you've you know flown out to chicago and you've interviewed with nbc you can tell how much you care about it because you are actually connecting with the people who are coming into this community and really allowing your leadership skills to be translated to them into their backgrounds and see how you can keep growing growing it further and expanding it out which is really really impressive because 
oftentimes I've seen, and this goes for like large, large platforms and companies and apps and nonprofits as well. But once, you know, they'll hit their sort of threshold of success, if you will, it kind of after that almost plateaus. And it seems like you're really working on continuously having that growth factor, but also in a way where it is, let's allow ourselves to understand each other in sharing our stories. And that's what I love too, when you were talking about the healing, it's that even though we all heal differently, we have the ability to help heal each other. And I think that is extremely powerful. And it resonated for me so much because it kind of reminded me of a conversation that I've had on this podcast before with with a monk who said that our ultimate purpose is to help one another, but our individual purposes can be a little bit different. Um, it just connected back to that so well. I am really curious about some of the biggest takeaways that you've had this past year. I know that you've shared one of them, which was really huge for me to hear and really validating for me to hear, which was the fact that when you use your voice and you step out there and you kind of own what you have to say, although it may be polarizing in some sense, it will also allow you to really find who your people are. And that sense of purpose and that sense of meaning outweighs anything else. Um, That for me is something that I have to continue reminding myself. But I'm curious if there's any other takeaways that you've had that you'd like to share with the audience or just any last words of wisdom. Yeah, definitely. I think there would be two biggest things other than the one that you mentioned that, by the way, I'm still working on relationships, friendships, as we grow, they're going to change. But other than that, two main two main pieces of advice or takeaways. The first kind of goes back to what we were talking about plateauing and being in the entrepreneurship world for so long. I, I'm very familiar with startups plateauing, you know, my own um, nonprofit podcast, we all go through that very natural normal cycle. And whether you're in a startup entrepreneurship scene, you will hit a point in your life where you're like, what do I do? Be it, you know, the midlife crisis, or even like the college student crisis. But um, when that happens, I think what's helped me is this internal reflection. I'll tell a little bit of a story here. But my fifth grade teacher all had us come in from lunch break, and just wrote the question why on the board and gave us 30 minutes to answer the question. And half of our pages were blank because there was no leading up question to that. It was just a big why. But I keep reminding myself of that instance because I think the same emotions I felt when he asked why, I wanna keep you know, feeling as I go through every single step of my life. And so if you can connect that why to whatever you're doing, if you can really have a passion for what you know you're doing, then everything else kind of washes away. The money, the status, you know, the success of others, comparing yourself to others, whether it's online or in your class, if you know internally what that why is, and that might come from a lot of research, it might come from a lot of you know nights staying up just pondering. Um, but once you're able to find it and keep refining it, then whatever you're doing just becomes so much more bearable and fun. And you really just put your whole heart and soul into whatever it is. Um, For my podcast, there was a lot of times I had to cancel plans with my friends or had to step aside and fix an issue or was just staying, you know, in my room for periods of time, um, putting it together. But 
it, it feels worth it at the end because I can see the impact it's had not only on myself and how it's helped me heal, but on others. So finding that passion, finding that why is definitely one of them. The second one is to all of our youth out there, all of the students, all of the people who quite aren't at that professional period of their life, um, but who have faced some sort of, you know, doubt, some sort of um, hesitation going forward because they didn't think that they were enough. Um, my piece of advice to you is that you are, you know, you can do anything regardless of where you are in life if you put your mind to it. There are so many resources out there, so many people willing to help you. Um, it's not even about finding them. It's just about having the courage and belief that you will find them, that they will come to you. Um, that hard work, persistence, and dedication can take you so many places, regardless of your background, um, how you grew up, where you went to school, and so many other factors. So just believing in yourself and then also believing in others, because when you believe in others, then again, it goes back to that community aspect. It goes back to supporting and collaboration, which I just think can take us so far in life. Yeah, I am like consistently just pondering on everything that you say, because I think it's allowing me to kind of in some ways validate my own journey, but at the same time, reflect on maybe gaps that I've had in my own experience or my own understandings or thought processes. So it's really refreshing to kind of hear you share those takeaways, especially from your perspective. I think that's something that is so valuable being here today and sharing all of these insights, knowing that so many of my listeners who tune in are in high school and in college. Um, and some of them might have just needed to hear these words. It's, it's really gratifying for me to be able to know that you're able to connect to them in that way. And sometimes like, for me being out of college, I feel like, oh, wow, like I went through the experience already. Like, I don't know how to create that component of relatability with them. So I'll try and help as much as I can. But I love that you're here today because I think that you're actually probably my youngest guest so far. And I love that you are coming in with that perspective of I'm just putting my, myself out there. I'm sharing my story and my voice as vulnerably and as authentically as possible. And here's kind of what's come about that. And it's more than just NBC, you know, and obviously, you know, this, I'm kind of like highlighting that for people who are listening in. It's more than NBC and it's more than the, the follower, but it's really that underlying sense of allowing your purpose to help people discover theirs and connect to theirs. I'm going to let you go ahead and share your social handles, and um, but I'll hand it over to you to share that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much again for just having me on here. Um, you know, my conversations when I was starting off my podcast career, uh, I was still filthy about it. I didn't know how to speak properly, but <laughs> I think as you keep exposing yourself to more and more, you just get to learn from so many people. And I'm definitely learning from everything that you not only said today, but how you said it today. And so I think just connection is such a great process. Um, last words of wisdom. I My favorite motto is chase experiences, not accomplishments. I won't go into my whole spiel about it, but I think that's a good kind of motto to just ponder on, um, think about as you're ending this podcast by social handles. Um, and if you want to know more about that motto, you can find it on my podcast. That's at what cause inspires you on Instagram. And you can find me at Alicia underscore G9 on Instagram, pretty much any of our socials. Uh, my podcast series, uh, What Cause Inspires You, 
is on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music. And you can just search up my name, search up the podcast, search up Humanity Rising, and you should land on them. But thanks once again. Awesome. I'm going to put all those um, down below in the description as always. Thank you, Alicia, for being here today. And to everyone listening in here at Rising, really appreciate you guys. I know the episodes have been a little bit inconsistent lately, but now that I have relocated, I will be back on track with really trying to release those um, on a more consistent bi-weekly basis. So thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you all here at our next episode at Rising.